Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spitting Fire with Keetris. I am your host, Keetris Keys. Glad to be here with you today. Glad to have you in my arena. Today, I want to talk to you for a little while about the Master Potter. And we will be discussing Isaiah 64, um, verse 8. And it reads, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are potter. And all we are, the work of your hand. Now, I've read that scripture over and over again, as many of you probably have as well. And on my reading it this time around, something just jumped out at me. And I asked myself a question. What is the process of uh, making a piece of pottery? What, What actually goes into everything that the potter does to get the actual item that he or she has purpose in their mind to make. So I started reading and I actually watched a couple of videos and saw how the potter actually comes to the, to the making of that item. And when the potter starts out, all he has is a lump of clay. I mean, it's just a, just a lump of clay. There's not much he can do with it. But in order for him to start working with it, he has to add add water to it. And he has to add enough water to it to make it where he can mold it so it's soft enough for his hands to do what needs to be done to get that clay pliable and moldable enough to make it into the item that he is purposing his heart to make. And so when I was I was watching and looking, the water symbolically in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit as well as the Word of God. So in order for God to make us into a vessel that he can use, we have to water our souls with the Word of God. Just like our physical bodies need water, so our souls need the water of the word of God. The Bible tells us that we should study to show ourselves approval unto God. Study the word of God for ourselves. Hide the word in our heart that we might not sin against him. So in order for him to start working with us, then there has to be something there for him to work with. So then that water helps soften up the insides of us, helps us to be pliable, help us to flow with the working of God's hands on the inside of our inner man to get everything flowing. Ephesians 5 and 26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. What this is saying to us is that God cannot begin to mold and transform us in this life unless we are first willing to do our part. And our part is studying the word, feeding ourselves the word, feeding our spirits the word, so then there is something that God can work with. The Bible says that we are to grow in the knowledge of God. And one of the main ways that we grow in the knowledge of God is to read that main book, and that's the Bible. There's no other way to grow in the knowledge of God. You can listen to people. You can um, study other books. But the, the main thing you need to do is study the word of God. Eat that word. Get that word in your soul. 
hide it in your heart. So then there's something there for him to work with. If you don't spend enough time, you know, reading the word and gaining knowledge and wisdom from God, then there's not anything to catch a hold to. There's not anything there for him to, to work with. There's no spiritual growth. So it's, you're not pliable. You're not moldable. The reason why so many of us don't grow spiritually is because we don't allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and we don't spend enough time trying to read and understand the Bible. We just don't. We just don't pour ourselves into studying the word and trying to come to grips with the word, with what the word is actually speaking to us. We just don't do it. We don't cultivate that. For some reason, it's it's like we had that hadn't been ingrained in us. It's like, well, if you go to church and you hear the preacher, that's good enough. No, you have to spend time with God and His words. You have to study His word. You have to you have to feed on it, just like you feed your natural body. Food. That word is food for your soul. It's it's food for your spirit, and then that gives God something to work with as the potter. So He can't He can't use the clay if there's not enough water. He can't mold it. So if there's not, if we don't have enough water of the word of God in us, then he can't effectively do that thing that he needs to do in our lives. So after the potter has, has, has in my watching of the videos and reading and studying after he has, uh, gotten enough water in that clay to make it moldable and pliable, then the next thing he does is put it on the center of an electric wheel. That clay has to be absolutely centered in that wheel in order for him to do what he needs to do with it. If that clay is not properly centered in the middle of the wheel, he won't be able to make make what he's set out to make. He'll just have a lump of clay and it would be so many imperfections in it. It'll be lopsided, it'll be wopsided, it'll be all types of things. So that clay has to be properly centered in the middle of that wheel. So what is that saying to us? That we have to be properly centered in Christ. We have to be properly centered in Christ. What does that mean to be properly centered in Christ? You have to be under under complete surrender. You have to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. A lot of us, we say, Jesus is my Savior, but is he your Lord? You have to make him Lord of your life and everything else rotates around that the center is jesus and everything rotates around him around that no decision we make nothing that no idea we have if we don't run it by god or run it by jesus then he's not the center of our life he has to be the lord of our life he has to we have to have we we have to fully surrender ourselves to him We have to be sold out to him and to him alone. Too many of us don't have Jesus as the center of our life. And that's one of the main things um, that that we need to do. We need to to make sure that Jesus is the center of our life. If that clay isn't perfectly centered in the middle of the wheel, in the same way with us being perfectly centered or having Jesus perfectly centered in our life, then he he doesn't get he doesn't he doesn't have any use for that clay. It 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 starts to fall apart. It rips into pieces. 
it comes off the wheel. I mean, there's just nothing he can do with it. So in the same way, if Jesus is in the center of our life, our lives are in utter chaos. We're torn from, from, you know, from this side and that side, we're just pulled, we're torn. We're not, nothing is, is in order. Everything is chaotic because he's not the center of our life. And everything that we're doing is in vain if we don't have him adequately centered in our life. No matter what we put our hands to, it's in vain because Jesus is in the center of it. Psalms 127 and 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Who build it? So if he isn't the center of our life, if we're not running everything by him, I mean every detail. He is concerned about every detail of our life. He's concerned about every decision we make. He's concerned about the smallest, smallest thing. And it's our job to run that by him, to let him be the center of our life. Now, after he's got enough water in the um, clay, he's got it in the center of the wheel. What's the next? What's the next step? The next step is a slow and steady process. It's slow and steady. He puts the clay on the wheels, got enough water in it. He's got it centered. He starts to spin the wheel and it's a slow process. If he speeds it up, if he takes it too fast, then the clay again will tear completely apart. He cannot take it too fast. It has to be a slow, steady, progressive process. In the same, in the same way, we have to be patient with how God wants to work on us and how he wants to build us up. We cannot get ahead of God, God's molding of us. We cannot jump ahead and say, oh, well, I'm going to fix this myself. Then our lives begin to tear apart because we, we're going too fast. We're trying to hurry up the process. Things are getting left undone. And it falls apart. And I can relate to that. Saying, I'm going to help God out. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do this. Because things don't seem like they're moving fast enough. But all we're doing is, is making a mess out of things. We have to stay in the setting, in the steadiness of God. We have to stay in that slow, steady, progressive state that he has us in so that he can shape us and mold us the way he wants to. In the hands of the potter, the clay does not tell the potter what to do. The potter molds the clay in what he or she would have that piece of clay to be. And in this case, we're talking about God working on us and molding us into what he would have us to be. So then, then we need to steady ourselves and we don't need to get ahead of God. We need to not try to push the envelope too far, too fast with him. Because then our lives become totally unraveled. We have to wait on God's timing. He is an on-time God. He has everything in perspective. Sometimes we can't see that, but we have to trust him enough to know that he has it all set the way he wants it to go. Sometimes we, you know, us being females, we, we're, we're living a single life and we see our girlfriends getting married and, and then we're like, well, I want to get married. And in my time, I, my, my biological clock is ticking and I need to hurry up and find me somebody to marry. 
and we'll make a mistake. We'll jump out there and we'll we'll grab the first thing we find. Oh, I'm gonna marry him, and then we find out we didn't marry a man. We married a monster. But the, because we were operating out of God's time constraints, we were hurrying things up. When God was working on that man that he wanted us, he had him on the potter's wheel working on that man that he wants us to have. We went and got the one that jumped off the wheel as well. And now we're stuck with it and we're like, God, why did you? He didn't. You did. So we need to take our time. We need to let God have his time to work on us and stop trying to hurry the process. You have to have patience. And that's one of the fruits of the spirits. Fruits of the spirit is patience. We all need the patience of of the Holy Spirit operating in us to keep us in God's timing. Especially in the fast-paced world we live in now where everything, everybody wants everything like, you know, microwavable, like, you know, I can't wait, I can't, I can't wait and let it simmer and, and let the, 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 the flavorings uh, come through it. I want it in the microwave, I want it now, or I'm going to put it in a pressure cooker, it cooks faster. We want it like that. When God wants us to simmer, he wants things to simmer. He wants those aromas and, and all those seasonings to come together. So when you eat, get ready to eat that, when you bite into the first taste piece of that meal, it's like, wow. And that's the way he wants to present us to himself without spot or wrinkle, no blemish. So when he sees us, he's like, that's the workmanship of my hand. But we want to we speed up the process. No, stay in God's time constraints and let him work the perfect work in you. Then we need to know and understand that God's hand will personally mold, shape, and transform our lives. It will transform us into, into the very thing that he had purposed for us to be from the foundation of the world. So once that clay is properly centered and there's enough water in it and the potter starts working on it, he starts spinning the wheel. He has to, he has to take his hand and then he has to, he has to push it down on the top of the clay to start creating an opening in it. So what am I saying? He has to put pressure on that clay to, to, to start, to start creating an opening in it. So, um, his hand goes, um, down deep into the clay uh, in the inside, in the middle of the clay and he's forming it out. And, and he's, he's on the inside of it while the wheel is turning and, and his hands are working the inside and the outside of the clay at the same time, transforming it or that pot or that cup or whatever it is, transforming it into the shape that he would have it to be shaped into. Wow. He's deep down in the middle of that clay. His hand is. <laughs> in, whew, into that shapeless lump of clay. And, and right now I'm just thinking about him shaping me, pressing me, you know, putting that pressure on me to, to make me be what he would have me to be. And sometimes it just don't feel good. Sometimes it just don't look good. Whew, sometimes it just doesn't sound good to us. But he's working it out. He's 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 forming us and he's he's shaping us and he's molding us and he's on the inside of us. 
and he's sanctifying our very souls for him. And this is why we need to give God full range of our lives so he can work that inner sanctification within us. And he needs our full cooperation. He doesn't need us saying, no, guys, you can't go in that spot. That hurts too much. Or no, guys, you can't you can't pull that out of me. Or, or no, you can't shape and form it. He doesn't need us fighting against him. He needs us cooperating with him fully for us to become the supernatural work that he's purposed for us to be. Yes, it's painful at times. Yes, it's unpleasant at times. Because he's moving out those negative qualities in our life. He's taking out that bitterness. He's taking out that unforgiveness. He's taking out that malice. He's taking out that deceit. He's taking out lust. He's taking out all of that stuff. And yes, it hurts. But at the same time, he's imparting goodness into us. Godly qualities that he wants us to have. So he's, he has to apply a good amount of pressure when he's molding and shaping us. That, uh, that lump of clay, when he's shaping us, he has to apply some serious pressure from time to time in order for us to get to, for us to change, to become the kind of person that he would have us to be. Wow, that pressure is taking out toxic qualities. It's taking out pride and arrogance and it's taking out our bad tempers and our anger. It's just, it's moving all of that out of the way. He says, once we come into the realization of who he is, that all things become new and old things are passed away. So when we're in the new life, when he's shaping us, we can't keep that stuff. We need to let him work inner surgery on us. And carve all of that iniquity out of us. So then we can experience true joy and happiness and fulfillment in our life. We need to let God develop us to the fullest potential in this earthly realm. So now he's working the inside and the outside of clay and uh, of the clay. And now it's actually beginning to to take some kind of form. It's, It's growing bigger. It's getting taller as he's working with that clay. Now, he started out with a little ball of clay, but now he's working it. And if you watch a potter on the wheel, that clay starts to get bigger. It starts to get taller. It's getting to the point where it needs to be. Now, we all need to let God take us as far as he needs to take us in this life so we can become what he wants us to become. He doesn't want us half done. He doesn't want us half completed. He wants us fully completed so he can present us to himself. So we need to let him do the work that he needs to do in us. Now the clay doesn't get up and get off the wheel and run because now it's some some pressure on it. It doesn't get up off the wheel. It stays in the hands of the potter. So then we shouldn't quit on God and we shouldn't bail out halfway up the mountain because it gets a little bit too hard. We need to continue to press on and let God take us as far as he wants to take us. Too many times we quit on God. Too many times we throw in the towel because it gets hard and I can't keep doing this and and I can't keep going through this. 
But those that 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 trial that you're going through, it's working for your good. It's working out. It's working. It's working to strengthen you, to build you into what God would have you to be. Once you start this process with God, let him have free range. Let him decide how far he wants to take you. Not how far you want to go and say, I can't go any further, God. You've got to stop right here. The cup never forms. The bowl never forms. You only have one chance in this life to leave your mark on this world. To to utilize the callings and the gifting that God has placed in you. So let God have his perfect work in you so you can give the world that thing that God wants you to give the world. You can leave this life knowing that you gave it your all and you did what God purposed for you to do. You became that vessel that he was molding you into in the hands of the master potter. You became the vessel that he wants you to be. Now the potter has a perfect plan. He he has an exact image in his mind of what he's creating and what he wants. This lump of clay to become God has perfectly planned out our life he he knows exactly the giftings and callings that he's placed in us he knows who we're gonna marry he knows how many children we're gonna have he has all those milestones mapped out but what we have to do is stay in his hand and let him mold us and get us in those places and not try to jump ahead of him The clay needs to fully trust the potter to mold and shape and transform us into what he will have us to be. God is all perfect. He's all powerful. We are not. So then it stands to reason that we can fully trust God to build the house of our lives rather than us trying to do it ourselves and making a mess of it. The next thing we need to to, to understand is that we cannot... Uh, stretch ourselves beyond the boundary lines that God has set for us. We can't, we can't go outside of the boundary of what God has set for us. If, if we start going outside of the boundaries of what God has set for us, it'll tear us apart completely. It, everything unravels. Our lives fall apart. And then we wonder, why am I in this mess? Because you are operating outside of the boundary lines that God has set for you. We are only to go as far as God wants us to go at a specific time in our life. We have to make sure that we don't stretch beyond God's callings and God's giftings on us. On us, We have to stay in the position that he has planted us in until it's time to uproot. God may have called you to be a pastor. Be a pastor. God may have called you to be a singer, be a singer, and don't try to be a speaker. Stay in the, in the boundary lines of where God has placed you. Life will be so much better for you. You don't see the third baseman trying to play shortstop. That's not his position. We need to stay in the positions that God has placed us in. Stay in the boundary lines that God has set for our lives. God's eyes are always on us. He's always watching us. He's always seeing if if we're if we're going too far, he'll he'll give us that nudge and say, "Come back, daughter. Come back, son. You're outside of where I'm where I, where I set for you to be at the time. Now it's up to us to take that and 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 listen to what he's telling us. But sometimes we'll push the card, we'll push the envelope, and then we'll be out there with the wolves and the lions and the bears, and we'll get 
torn to pieces because we're operating outside of his boundaries. And then as I was watching and reading, I saw where where the, the potter got to a certain place uh, 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 with the clay. And then he starts, he, he, he takes a knife and he starts cutting off any excess clay Ooh, that has accumulated. He, he, he starts smoothing out the rough edges and he starts shaving it away and and he starts pruning out different things and 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 then that's God doing the same thing with 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 some some qualities in our life that that shouldn't be there he, he needs to, to prune out some stuff of our lives that that may be that may be uh negative friends or negative people in our lives that we're hanging out with he he starts he starts he starts shaving that stuff away and then we'll sometimes wonder i wonder what happened to to so-and-so and i wonder where she is or i wonder where he is god removed him the master potter uh, he saw that that was causing issues so he took out his knife and he started carving that stuff away he he he, he starts carving away bad habits i used to have a, a bad habit of drinking and actually i was an alcoholic and, and i had to have alcohol to function Every day of my life, I had it. When I lived at my mom's house, I had it hid in the closet, and 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 and, and when I was in college, I had it in my refrigerator, and and then like people drank coffee in the morning, I would get me some alcohol, and that would help me function. But once I really started letting God shape and mold me, then he he started cutting that away. I didn't have to go to AA, and I'm not knocking that. Everybody's not the same. But all I, I, I went to him, and, and I told him, I'm tired of living like this, and, and I need your help, and I need you to take this away from me. But I had to be willing to relinquish it. And before I knew it, I didn't even want to smell the stuff anymore. That's how God works on us with those habits. He starts shaving them away. He starts pruning out bad habits. And then we'll see our, our, our personalities start to shift. We become we become different people. We don't even look like what we used to look like. We don't even talk like who what we used to talk like. We don't even we don't even want to associate with the <clears throat> the same people we used to associate with. That's because we're not resisting the pruning of, of what God has what, what God has going on. We're not resisting him. We are, we are allowing him to, to shave off what needs to be shaved off. And then we're, and then after he shaves it off, then he takes his hands and he smooths out the rough edges. If we just allow him to do those things in our life, whew, thank you, Jesus. Then we become the vessel that he has purposed for us to be from the beginning of the foundation of time. And then after he completes the process of, of turning this lump of clay, which is us, whew, into a beautiful piece of pottery, he, he, then, he then looks at it. God looks at that pottery and he says, this is good. <laughs> this is the unique piece of pottery that I started forming with that, that lump of clay that wasn't even moldable, that wasn't even pliable, that... That, that couldn't have, couldn't, you know, anything couldn't have been done with it because it didn't have the adequate qualities. But after he's he's finished, then you are that unique person. You, you are that created being by the master potter, the master creator. He has shaped you and molded you and he sanctified you and you've become beautiful and you're godly and you're righteous. And that's what he's calling for us 
to be right now. We're full of the knowledge of God. We're full of the power of God. And he's able to truly sanctify us and present us to him as that vessel that he purposed for us to be. So I challenge you to allow the master potter to, to make you moldable, to, to, to make you into the vessel that, that he's predestined for you to be. I challenge you to allow him to, to pour into you as you pour into yourself because you have to invest in yourself. You have to get around people that, that are, 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 are where you want to be. You have to get in the company of people or, or that are seeking higher. You, you can't hang around all of that negativity and then you have to get into the word of God and then you have to let the word of God get into you and you have to let Holy Spirit dwell in you and you have to listen because he said he'll guide you into all truth. So then after after God has molded you and he's shaped you and he's brought you out of iniquity and he's brought you into the marvelous light, then he'll set you up uh, on a hill because he said he'll 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 set you up on a hill and you, you'll be a light unto the unto the world. You will shine and, and then you people will say, well, how, how are you shining so much? It's not me. It's the, it's the glory of God. It's, it's the master potter that has molded me and crafted me. I didn't start out like this. I started out as just a lump of clay. Mm. Mm. I started out as just a lump of clay that had no form, but I sought after the master potter and I allowed him to craft me into the being that he would have me to be. And it's a day-by-day process. You have to stay close to the potter. Sometimes we veer away from him, but he he says to us, he, he, he wants to put us back together again. If we allow him, he'll keep us... He'll keep us in perfect peace. He'll, he'll keep us shaped and formed the way, he, the way he wants us to be. So I challenge you to get in the hands of the master potter. If you're not what you should be, if you're not what you want to be, get in the hands of the master potter. Allow him to shape you. Allow him to mold you. Allow him to make you into what, what, what it is that he would have you to be. Allow him to carve out those iniquities. Allow him to carve out bitterness and unforgiveness and allow him to fill you with his love. Allow him to fill you with his temperance. Allow him to fill you with his meekness and his patience and his long suffering. Allow him to fill you with that so he can present you as a vessel that he's proud to say, this is my creation. This is what I set out for my daughter, my son, to be from the beginning of time. That's all I have for you today. I pray that something was said on this episode of Spitting Fire with Ketris that will enlighten you, that will that will allow you to allow God to mold you into the vessel that he has predestined for you to be from the beginning of time. Until the next time, continue to spit the fire of the word of God.